Hello and welcome to a short and sweet podcast in our APW series which delves into the UK property market from an investor's perspective. APW advises expats on buying property in the UK and we do these podcasts to help people make their decision but also to inform and entertain. So I hope you're enjoying them. Uh, Today I'm with Callum Williamson from APW. Hi Callum. Hi Paul. And what's the story today? Okay, today we're going into a buy-to-let basics. Um, we've had a seven-step guide, which we've made into an ebook. You could download it from our website. It takes you through these seven steps and the whole process from defining your goals all the way through to finding tenants. So if you want to have the ebook, you can get the link in the comments below. I believe it's in the comments below. Um, but today, what we're going to be doing is looking at making an offer. Okay, well, take us through it. How do you, how do you make an offer? And uh, as you say, you've got the seven-step guide, and so... You've already done your research and you've found the property and you've got your mortgage in principle and you've you've done all of that. Uh, so, yeah, making an offer, what's the story? Yeah, that's it. So it's from our, our guide to um, purchasing from overseas. So as you say, you've gone through all the steps and then it comes to making an offer. So in, in simple steps, uh, we've actually got a great YouTube video on this where we recorded ourselves calling a, a management agent and you can watch that. So you contact the estate agent through Rightmove or Zoopla. Um, if this is where you found the property, just go through the channel where you found the property. You send them your offer, do it via email um, or email or phone, uh, however you want. Uh, I like to do it via email, then phone to humanize yourself a bit. Uh, they're legally obliged to pass that on to the seller and then job done. Put your feet up, go home and wait for the positive results, uh, responses to come in. Yeah, that sounds deceptively simple. Uh, um, that would be your ideal um, offer-making process, uh, but it's not always as easy as that, is it? That's it. It's not always as simple as that. You need to put yourself in a winning position, especially in the competitive market that we have at the moment. Okay, so um, how do you do that? What's the winning position? Okay, so this is a, this is how sort of we do it and how we have done it and how we would recommend doing it. I'm sure other people have ways of doing it, but... Um, Firstly, I would call the agent and just say, look, I'm interested in this property. Why is that? Because, you know, they've got 10, 20 people maybe a day making offers on properties or via email or text or whatever it is in in this modern age. So call them, you know, give, give yourself a point of difference uh, and humanize yourself. Once you've done that, just to reinforce that, I would say, look, on the on the call, I'd say, I'm going to send you an email with my offer. Can you please pass it on? So then do that. Send them the, uh, the email with the same offer and the supporting documents that we've already sort of outlined and put together in, in the previous steps, which is a decision in principle, proof of funds, proof of deposits, or a bank statement, and just give them an outline of your situation and let them know that you're ready to go. You've got a mortgage and you've got the cash, i.e. it's a strong offer. Yeah, because um, I always think of it as it's almost like agent training. Uh, you know, once you've established that you want to be in an area and you've got that connection with an agent, if this offer falls through or it doesn't work out, you know, you've already established that contact. And then by sending the email with all of your details, you've already established that you're a serious player and you you, you need to establish that you're efficient, that you get back, you you answer emails quickly because they're busy people and, and uh, they don't want to be hanging around waiting too long. But presumably you need to explain the time difference as well sometimes. Yeah, well, this is it. And I mean, I think more and more nowadays, you know, uh, agents are dealing with overseas people. So, you know, when I when I called these people in this video, you know, they uh, they said, well, we've got investors from all over the world in these different countries. But 
Um, you're right. It's you know it's about being efficient. You know when you work with anyone in business, you like to work with efficient, professional people, and you can be efficient and professional as a buyer. And just a quick example on that, I was looking to purchase somewhere last year, sort of mid COVID. This time last year, when the market was very very hot, and that's what I did. I built a relationship with an agent in a specific suburb that I was looking to buy in, and um, the first one fell through, but they kept um, kept sending me other examples that fit the bill. So what about what do you put into the email? Sure. Okay. Good question. So I would tell them that you've got a decision in principle and attach it, show it to them. I'd show them that you've got the deposit money ready to go. I attach a bank statement. You know, you can delete the other bits if you want to, but I don't think it really matters. Tell them that you're overseas, that you're not in a chain and that you can move straight away. So basically you've shown them that you have everything you need to, to go straight away. So you'll come above others that don't have those uh, documents together. Yes, you're the, the, the mythical cash buyer, as it were. That's it, yeah. And uh, what don't you need to put in the email? I mean, what are the things that you don't need? You, know, so you don't need to overshare, do you? Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? I think a lot of people do um, tend to overshare. It's, it's the same sort of thing with mortgages. You know, you don't want to tell every little detail of your life because that just leads to more questions. So just put in the things that are going to aid you, those points, a bit about your situation so they know who they're dealing with and just back up what you're saying with proof. It's as simple as that. It doesn't need to be a long email. Okay, so what about the actual offer? I mean, so there's, you know, there's some kind of awareness from the agent of who the seller is and what their situation is. There's some kind of awareness of what the market is. Is it a buyer's market? Is it a seller's market? How do you, you know, judge where you're going to pitch it from the asking price? You know, do you knock off 10%? What goes on? Yeah, good question. I think, um, I think if you don't have much knowledge of the market, then I would just go in slightly under you know if, if it's the whole concept is new to you then go in at 10 percent and say look i'm willing to to come up tell me what's fair um but if you do know the market a bit better then you can you can offer based on that so when i was offering last this time last year still sort of in covid at the height of sort of 14 percent house price growth i was just offering at market value you know because everything was going at market value or above whereas now we've seen first slowing down in in uh, house prices this month so I'd probably offer it just under you know um, and see what they say and then you've also got this um, this head versus heart uh, idea haven't you which is you know it, what's the actual raw calculation that you're going to make about an offer explain a little bit about your head versus heart theory that's exactly it yeah so um you know, you, we set these out in our previous steps, right? When we're doing our goals, why are you buying this property? Is it for long-term yield? Is it for a, an immediate yield or immediate income? So you need to, to buy high yield. Is it for capital appreciation? And when you've got those goals, they will tell you what decisions you need to make with your head. So if you're going for capital appreciation, you don't want to be buying way over the asking price because you're eating into that, you know? So it's, um, once you've set your goals, stick to them. Don't get sucked in because it looks like a nice house. Because there is always, I think I remember someone saying once, the next deal is the best deal or the current deal is the best deal. It's basically saying that the, the, the next house you see is always the best house because it's always got redeeming factors. So just go with your head. Don't get sucked in. Yes, I was I was once at a, a an auction buying a butler sink actually for uh, for a property, um, and uh, so we'd seen this nice butler sink, and uh, we'd put our bid in, and uh, then 
the bidding just went crazy. There were two people competing for this butler sink and uh, it went well over <laughs> well over the price that you could buy them completely new and they're enamel so you know they don't really it's not like they've got that much of a patina to them uh so yeah. an old butler sink you know if it, you you're buying it for the price really and it was just extraordinary these two people competing against each other and the whole crowd of people around them just shaking their heads so it is it is tricky when you get if you fall in love with something then you have to be aware that maybe you're going to be paying over the odds exactly and that's why you should pick you know say 10 11 properties in the area that fit your criteria because you're not going to get you know with your sink it was probably the only one there so those those guys got sucked into a bidding war because it was the only one but if you found you know 10 terrace properties on four different streets in a square kilometer radius then you know you can bid on all of those and one or two three maybe will come off you know so yeah, that's a fair point. In. How can you make the process easier than actually going through this competitive bidding process on offers of on property? Simply, you can buy off plan, you know, so uh, if you don't want the hassle of bidding and going to see properties and putting in offers and doing all of this sort of stuff, then you can take the hassle out of it, make it hands off and just go and buy off plan. You can find good developments in, in many good cities um, throughout the UK. And you can usually reserve with a thousand, two thousand, maybe up to five thousand pounds, and they'll take the unit off the market as yours. You know, so um, going back to that example uh, from last year, the market was so hot, and I was overseas. They wanted me to view the properties. I couldn't be there, so in the end, that's what I did. I bought off plan, uh, two thousand pounds down, and you know, it's just completed now. So it was very smooth for me, and I would recommend it for anyone else. What are the pitfalls, though? Presumably, buying off plan, there is a, there is a greater risk to it. Sure, yeah, you've got to work with um, trustworthy builders, you know, because we all hear the stories off plan, builds not getting finished, people losing money. It does happen, you know. So I would say buy smaller scale, you know, if you can buy a lower number of units, that's uh, a bit more boutique, you know, that has chances of being a bit better. But um, just do your research and work with a builder that's got a good track record. I would say don't just jump in without researching. Yes, I mean that would be the nightmare scenario, wouldn't it? A builder or a developer going bust in the in, in the time between the off plan and the completion. That's exactly it, you know, and and it does happen unfortunately, so make sure you do that research or work with people that will help you do that research. Um some of the other benefits, yeah, lower deposit, you can you can buy on the drip so you don't need all the cash ready to go. And you buy at today's prices in in delivery of, of two years hence if you're buying in a rising market. So heaps of benefits. You can get stung if you don't buy right. So do your research again. Yeah, so, yeah that's called a flipper, isn't it? Someone who sells off plan uh, straight that's away. It, but yeah. we'll, we'll, do, we'll cover that in another podcast. But as I say, that's all for today. Uh, short and sweet one, um, making an offer. Uh, but next week, it's a City Watch episode and we're going to be looking at Sheffield. Until then, it's goodbye from Callum. Goodbye, Paul. And it's goodbye from me, Paul Shearer. Have a lovely day.